This message this morning is uh, heavy on my heart. And uh, we've been going through the seven I am's through the Bible of John, well, not the Bible, but the book of John. And this was the last I am. He says, I am the true vine. And as I got to looking at it and got to think, I seen some stuff jump out at me that, man, you need to get a hold of this. I do have a burden for the lost. Uh, I don't understand why somebody can say they're a child of God and don't do the things of God. I don't understand that. But maybe you might get a hold of this this morning your heart will get where it needs to be because there's some things in John chapter 15, I, I have to be honest, for over 20 years I've read it and it's never jumped out me like it has today. But it's, it's, we need to get a hold of it. So let us stand, John chapter 15, verse number 1. I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that Beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purged it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it bear in the vine. No more can ye accept, ye abide in me. I am the true vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. Underline this in your Bible and get a hold of it. For without me, ye can do nothing. Without me, ye can do nothing. Let us pray. Father, we just come before you, Lord, thanking for your mercy and grace and love, Lord. We ask you, Lord, just open our hearts and minds just for this brief moment this morning and pierce the heart. Lord, there may be one here today sitting here that got a stone heart, but Lord, we know that you can melt that heart. We touch, touch our lives and, and encourage us. Help us to get abided in the vine and the branches of God. And Father, we'll praise you and we'll glorify you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. And he didn't say, without me you can... You're doing okay. But you can do better. He didn't say without me you can do some, but not a lot. He didn't say without me you can get a lot of things done, but there are a few things that you can't get done. That's not what he said. He, he said without me ye can do nothing. Like I said, I finished up the seven I am's last Wednesday night. Jesus, the true vine. And I was looking at this and this phrase hit me hard. Without me, ye can do nothing. So I'd like to preach to your hearts on this thought. Without him. The last seven words of the verse five is an amazing statement that he makes. In fact, all the statements that Jesus made was an amazing statement. But this is a statement that really steps out 
Would you agree with me that this is a wild, amazing statement for someone to make? He looks at these 11 grown men, because the, the other one is done gone. And, and he looks at them without even hesitating. He says, without me, ye can do nothing. So there's some things i like to show you that you cannot do without him. You cannot do without Him. I'll be brief this morning, but I'm going to be as hard as I can to try to hit your heart. This statement is a proving statement. You say, what does this statement mean? You can do nothing without me. It proves that He is God. There are some people who have this idea Jesus was a good man, Jesus was a good prophet, but He wasn't God. If He wasn't God, He's a liar. And that was a lie that hatched out of hell from the devil. I want you to understand something this morning. If Jesus was not God's only son, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, died on the cross and rose on the third day and ascended back to heaven. If he was not God in the flesh, then he's not a good man. He's not a good man. He's not a good teacher. He's one crazy lunatic. A man to sit and claim to say that you can do nothing without me, you have to admit that's kind of fetched out there. If I was to stand here this morning and tell you this morning that you can't do nothing without me. If I were to make that statement this morning, you would have a riot. You would have people run me out of here. And that's an amazing statement. To have the nerve to say something like that. I can't prove that you can do with anything without me, but let me just give you this. When Jesus makes this statement, he's not thinking, uh, making it as a normal man. He's not making it like I had. He's not talking as it, uh, if a sinful man like you and I. This is God. This is God in the flesh. Speaking to souls he has called out. He says to them, you can do nothing without me. He reveals this in the book of John. Indeed that he is God. He kept saying, I am, I am, I am, I am. You know where that comes from? In Exodus in chapter 3, when Moses is standing there at the burning bush, and he, he's seeing that the bush is not being consumed, and his voice comes out and speaks to him, and God's wanting him to go to Egypt and bring out his children. And he says, well, who should I say has sent me? He said, just tell him the I am, the great I am has sent thee. 
He said, I am the master, I am the Lord. He said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the light, I'm the bread, I'm the door, I'm the true vine, I'm the shepherd, I'm the alpha, I'm the omega, I'm the first and I'm the last, I'm the beginning and I'm the end. And then he said, behold, he that liveth was dead now liveth forevermore. He is the I am this morning. This statement proves that he is God. And he said, without me ye do nothing. It's a proving statement. It's a painful statement. When I was reading through here, getting ready for Wednesday night, and I read this phrase, it drove to my heart, without me. And the reason that it hurts my heart is because I have lived so long without him, with him that I, I cannot see myself without him. I, I can't see myself ever wanting to get beyond Christ. I don't want to try to get to the point in my life I can do without Christ. I've seen what he can do in my life. I, I know that I cannot live without him. Life is not worth living without him. I give no thought to the word of without Him. There's no blessings without Him. There's no worship without Him. There's no hope without Him. It's not worth living without Him. I enjoy being around Him. I enjoy the worship. I enjoy being around His people. I enjoy being at His house. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with Him in glory. He is what makes my life worth living for. Can you remember what your life was like before you met Him? I don't ever want to go back to that man. I don't ever want to see that man again. And if you can just get in your mind what it was like before you met Him, and then when you met Him, how He changed your life, how He made a new direction in your life, if you get that in your mind, you'll never want to go back. You remember how filthy, dirty, rotten sinner you was. I'm telling you, we need to get this in our hearts and minds this morning. Life without Him is not worth living. I remember the places I used to go. I remember the things I used to do. And I remember the things I used to say. And it hurts. It hurts my heart. But thank God, that day I met Him, He changed my course. When you met him, here you are sitting in church with the Bible on your hand. You're worshiping, singing the praises of God. You were just like me. Don't say, hey, I was born uh, sinless. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're all sinners. We deserve death and hell. But God came into our lives and put a new preacher inside of us. There are those who think you would be crazy if they see. My, if 
there are people who see me now, they will say, <laughs> certainly something has changed about him. He's not the same. He, he's nowhere near the same. I, I, I don't want to go back to that person anymore. I ever, don't ever want to ever to live without him. You know, you can go through your life missing out on a lot of things. You can go through your li life missing out on me. And you haven't missed anything. I can go through my life missing out on you. But if you go through your life and never meet him, you missed it all. You missed it all. If you live your life trying to gain the whole world, money, fame, friends, and miss out knowing Christ, you have nothing. Revelation tells us there is a one that sitteth on a throne and he will rule and reign. And he will get the glory when it's all said and done. So what really matters in life is knowing Him and His righteousness. It's a powerful statement. For without me, ye can do nothing. You, you know, there's some, something that texts that you can't do without. There are some things you can do without. I have never heard a person in my life say, I can't do without that. I, I grew up, people saying, well, I, I really don't need that. I can live without that. I really don't have to have that. There's not a person here that's sitting in here this morning can say, I can live without Christ. Not a person. You may think you can. You, you may say, well, I'm making it real good. I'm doing good on my own. I've got this. I've got that. Everything's going good. You think you got it going on good. Yeah, but who puts the breath in your body? Who keeps your heart beating? Bible says, in whose hands the soul, everything liveth, and the breath of all mankind. Who is keeping your heart beating? Who is keeping your lungs popping? And he could stop it at any time. Do you realize you are in the hands of God? Do you realize that this morning? Do you realize God doesn't need you? You need God? Do you, do you really know that? We find there's some things in the text that only can be gained through Him. Eternal things. You can clean up real good. You can dress up good. You can put on a suit real good. Put a Bible on your hand. Come and sit in church. But without Him, <laughs> it's all for naught. You, you, you miss out. There's an only some things in this text, and I want to show you right quick, that only Jesus can help you to gain. Amen. Thank you. 
I want to show you them. The first thing, verse number 6. Without Him, ye cannot escape the fire. If a man abideth in me, he is not saved. If a man does not abide in me, he is not saved. He is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burnt. If you are not a Christian this morning, if you are without Christ this morning, if you are not saved this morning, you have no way to escape the fire. You have no hope of heaven or no hope of eternity with Christ. A man that is lost, lost without Christ, has only hell to look forward to. You heard the old saying, this world for a Christian is the closest thing to hell you ever be. But this world also is the closest thing to heaven than a sinner will ever be. If you're without Christ, if you're without Christ, you're lost and undone, go ahead and enjoy your life. Do what you want to do. Live how you want to do. Run to the bars and drink all you want to. Because without Him, there's no escape from the fire. But I can tell you this, the season's going to run out someday. The season's going to run out someday. You're going to run headlong into this Jesus that said, without me you can do nothing. On that day he wants to be your Savior. But on that day, on that day he will be your judge. And depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire. Prepared for the devil and his angels. I never knew you. That same voice thundered from Mount Calvary said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. That same voice that thundered from Calvary, it is finished. That same voice that thundered down through eternity saying, depart from me. I never knew you. There is no escape from the fire without him. You say, you're just trying to scare me. You better believe I am. If that's how I can get you to realize that without Him, the hell is your home, the fire is your home. I'm trying to preach to you about hell. If you're not scared of hell this morning, maybe because you don't have Him. You don't have his help this morning. I'm saying just because you joined the church does not mean you got escape fire plan. Just because you got baptized doesn't mean you got an a fire escape plan. Just because you're a Baptist does not mean you have fired escape plan. You can get baptized from here to California. Every tadpole knows your social security number. I'm just telling you, without him. It doesn't matter to me what you've done last night or the night before. It's not what a man does 
that sends him to get this. It's not what a man does that sends him to hell. It's what a man does not do that sends him to hell. What do you mean by that, preacher? Well, I tell you what, just because you drink don't mean you descend you to hell. Just because you do drugs don't mean sins of hell. But I'm telling you, because you don't accept Him as your Savior, as your Lord and Jesus Christ, that's what sends you to hell. Amen. Get it in your heart and your mind. Without Him, there's no escape from the fire. Let me ask you this question. Don't have to raise your hand. I will. After you've got saved, how many of you committed sin? I'm just telling you. It's Him. It's Him. I've committed sins that I should have been sent to hell for. But I'm not going. I've been saved. He laid a hold of me. By faith, I trust in him. And you know what? He looks at me, he doesn't see me as a sinner. He sees me as one of his. The only hope we have in life is Christ. The only way to get out of the fire is Christ. I didn't say there's many ways to escape the fire. There's only one way. To escape the fire. I've never seen any house on fire. The firefighters, they'll tell you. You've never seen a house on fire and they run up to the window and the guy's on the second floor window and the fire's burning on, smoke's come rushing in and the fire's, the heat's pushing them out and the fire department gets there and runs that ladder up to that second window and he says, no, no, I'm waiting on a better ladder. No. You're going to take the first chance you get to escape the fire. And I'm telling you, the only way you can escape the fire today is Jesus Christ. It's not by some other ladder. It's not by some other pope. It's not by some other preacher. It's not by some other way. Uh, I don't care what you want to try and do it. I'm telling you, you can't live your life clean enough to get to heaven. You can't do enough deeds to get to heaven. You need Him to escape the fire. Amen. Without him, you can't escape the fire. Without him, you can't experience forgiveness. Verse number three. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. He tells us there's only one way for you to get cleaned up. It's not through the government, what the government says. It's not through what the Pope says. It's not through what some of your favorite TV preacher says. It's not even through me. It's through Jesus Christ, what he said in his word. Jesus said, you must be born again. 
He, he said, not perish, but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. He that believeth on Him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned. Not tomorrow, not the next day, but already. And this is the condemnation that light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. It's good to be clean. It's good to be clean this morning. You go outside and you work all day in the sun. Summertime, it'd be 105 degrees. Praise God. You out there just shoveling, cutting, and digging, sweat pouring down from you. You barely can move. You just, you're just dragging down the energy zapped out of you. You're filthy, sweaty, and, and you smell yourself. Your, your, your deodorant done gone. Your secret's done gone. And you just don't even want to be around yourself because, whoo, you ain't smelling right, boy. But you get finished and you go to your house. Get all those filthy clothes off of you. If you're like me, I go to the bathroom. Some people go to the laundry room and throw them off in the laundry room. But I got a long ways from my laundry room to the bathroom, so I'll go to my bathroom. You get all that filthy stuff off you. Turn that water on. Get your favorite body wash. You get that hot shower going. And you start lathering up. You feeling better. And you look down and all that filth, all that dirt is just running down you and it drains right down to the drain. And next thing you got going on, you're all cleaned up. You get out and you dry up. You feel real good. Then you go to your favorite recliner, get your favorite drink to your coffee or water. You kick back and you go, whoo. That's it right there. That's it right there. I tell you as a sinner filthy dirty rotten no good should be nailed to the charred walls of hell cause I was no good but guys come along took his blood and washed it all over me and I can look down and I can see the filth going away I can see it being drained out and I sit down and say whoo thank you God it is good to be clean this morning. Amen. You say, preacher, I want to be clean. I want to get my mind clean. I want to get my heart clean. I get up in the morning and sometimes feel like the filth is still hanging on me. I can't get my past off of me. And it's always before me. I can't deal with it no more. I, I want to get clean. You can get clean through one person. It's not through religion. It's not through self. But it's through relationship this morning. There's only one person that can forgive sins and make somebody clean. His name is Jesus. John said, These things I write unto ye that ye may sin not, but, but, 
But if you sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He didn't say we have the Pope. He didn't say we have Sister Mary. He didn't say you have your local pastor. He said we have an advocate, the Father, Jesus Christ. Can I say this? Let me just say this in a way that you can understand, especially male people here. I got a couple of male people here. The only way you can get to the mailbox of Jesus Christ, uh, God, is through Jesus Christ. You can pray all day long and don't have a relationship with him. It'll hit the ceiling and bounce back down. You can pray to Pope all day long if you want to. It ain't going to do you no good. I've heard people pray in the name of Sister Mary, Mother Mary. It don't do no good. It's the wrong name. You can't pray in my name. I can't pray in your name. It's his name. The Holy One. The Righteous One. In His name. Amen. Neither is there salvation any other. For there is none other name under heaven among men. Whereby we must be saved. There's only one name that gets the attention of God. There's only one name that heavens will open up. There's only one name that the blessings will be released from. There's only one name that God gives forgiveness for. It's not my name, it's not your name. Aren't you glad of that? Praise God. Amen Amen on that. It's the name of Jesus. But at that name, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. There is coming a day every man, every woman, every boy, every child will know the name of Jesus Christ. We have an advocate, the Father. When you pray, He pleads our case to God. He is our propitiation for our sins, but not for our sins only, but for the sins of the world. And whereby we know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. That means someone is pleading our case in heaven to the Father. Was he pleading in heaven? And scars. I got a hole in my side, holes in my feet. We have someone pleading our case to the Father. We have been reconciled to the family of God. All because of Jesus. Lift up the name of Jesus this morning. He is worthy to be lifted up. I I wish I could lift him up as high he needs to be. I'm not doing a good job of it. But I'm just saying you need to lift him up for what he's done for you and I. You can't escape the fire without him. You can't get forgiveness without him. You can't produce fruit without Him. This is what this chapter is all about. Fruit. Jesus said, I am the true vine and you are the branch. The branch can't bring forth fruit unless it's connected to the vine. 
It's not the vine that brings forth the fruit, but it's the fact that it's hooked up, the branch is hooked up to the vine. That's what gives life to the branches is the vine. So many Christians try to act like they can live without God. Live their life as a Christian life without Christ and still be a Christian. Can I pause just for a moment? If you're trying to live your life, Christian life, and you're not doing His commandments, not keeping His words, then the first six letters of that word Christian means Christ. It's an impossible thing to live your life as a Christian without Christ. You cannot do it. We want to live the Christian life and try to ignore what He has commanded us to do and what He's told us to do. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments and His words. You can't claim to be a Christian and forget everything that God has said and bring forth fruit. You can't do it without Him. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Let me ask you this morning. I'm going to just get you to examine yourself just for a moment. I'm not going to examine you. This is your job. You examine yourself. As I read the four levels of fruit bearing I want you to see where you at in those levels in your life can you point to a place in your life and say there was fruit of God in my life right there that bears witness that I'm a Christian and let me say if not only should you see it but other people should see that also those who look around you those who live around you should be able to say hey yeah there's there's crisis in that one because of the fruit you're producing verse number two says for every branch in me that beareth not fruit no fruit is your Christian life bearing no fruit no fruit he takes the way in every branch that beareth fruit, some fruit. He purged it that it may bring forth more fruit. You got no fruit, you got some fruit, and then you got more fruit. But this is what God desires for your life and my life. Verse number eight. Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear. Not some fruit, not no fruit, not more fruit, but much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. I don't want to live my life as a childless, fruitless, bearing for God. I don't want to live my life not bearing any fruit. You say, what is the fruit? I, I have talked to some and they say, well, the fruit here is people that you bleed to the Lord. No, it's not. So what is the fruit of the spirits? Paul tells us. 
But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. What's the much fruit that God wants to see in our lives? It's living like Jesus according to the Scriptures. Do you have any of that in your life? A no-fruit Christian, a one-fruit Christian, or more-fruit Christian, or you're a Christian that's not satisfied with just a little, but wants more and much more fruit. I want God to bear something into my life that says, hey, that lady is a Christian, that man is a Christian. Because you're bearing the fruits of the Spirit. You're living the life that you're supposed to live. And if you're living the life God wants you to live, He gets the glory. What do we exist here for? We exist to bring forth much fruit for this reason, so that not one of us, not so people can be saved. So people can be called so that he gets the glory. No man gets the glory. No person gets the glory. No singer gets the glory. The ministries don't get the glory. But everything we do around here gives him the glory. But not, let's say, bearing fruit in your life gives God the glory. Can we understand that? But not bearing fruit in your life damages the glory of God. It damages the glory of God. Because the eyes of the world is looking at you. It says, I'm a Christian. You can't bear fruit without Him. You can't escape the fire without Him. You can't experience forgiveness without Him. And let me say this, without Him, you cannot endure faithfully. Verse number 9. As the Father who loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. If you keep my commandments, you should abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in His love. These things I have spoken unto you, that ye may have joy, might remain in you, and to joy may be full. He said, Continue but we can't endure faithfully without Him. This is how I want to finish my life, enduring faithfully. I've been around a lot of great old preachers. The fire of God was on them. God touched them. God was with them. And sometimes when I got around in the early years and I, I heard those preachers preach and I sat down and looked at them and I said, God, I want that. That's what I want. I, they said, what do you want? His No, I, I want the fire that God put down on them to put down on me. Moses needed help in the ministry and, and, he, and he prayed and to give God, God to give him the spirit to help them. And he, God didn't give him God's, the spirit of God to them, but God gave them the spirit of Moses to them that they may help in the ministry. 
And Moses prayed over these men that was going to help them. And even Joshua, he prayed over Joshua. And God took Moses' spirit and put on those men. I want to endure faithfully. I've seen those that have gone down the road and they have faced difficult times. I've seen those that go through trial after trial after trial. They come out on the other side and they're still shouting and praising God. They're giving God the glory. They're still lifting their hands up and shouting. I've seen some that come through trial after trial and stumble and fall and would not get up. I don't want to be like that in my life. I want to endure faithfully. Paul says, I finished my course. I fought a good fight. That's how I want to be. And, and, and when I hear these old preachers and I see and I sit watch the revival, I said, Lord, you've, you've touched him. I had people call me and say, that guy's been with God. He's on fire for God. That's what I want. That, that's what I desire, the touch of God, the fire of God in my life. I want to finish faithfully. I don't want to wait 10 to 20 years down the road Somebody come by and say, oh, that's where that old gray-haired man used to preach, spit and snort and rant and raving, but he's no longer there. He's gone. The church is even shut down. It ain't doing no good. Those people just going through the motions there. There was no fire. There was no, nothing there. They've gone through the motions. I don't want that. I don't ever want to be the kind of Christian well, just said, used to go to church, or used to serve the Lord, or used to pray, or used to read my Bible. I, I don't want that. I want to endure faithfully. No matter what I face, no matter what I go through, no matter what the devil throws at me, no matter what the flesh throws at me, no matter what the world throws at me, I know that I can endure all things through Christ. I know He is with me. I can do all things. He's strengthened me. I, I'm with Him. I, I'm just going to stand faithfully no matter what, uh, even to the very end. And can I say this and I'm done. My notes. <laughs> In order for you and I to endure faithfully, and we can endure faithfully as a church, but we need each other. We need each other. You need to be faithful. You need to be faithful. You need to be faithful, you need to be faithful, and I need to be faithful. And if we're faithful together, we can endure together. We can lift each other up. We can encourage each other. There's times that, let me tell you what, I've seen faces on some people, you just need encouragement. You just need a word from God. You just need to I don't know what you're going through, but I'm praying for you. I, I see that you're hurting. I'm, I'm going to pray for you. I don't know what you don't need to tell me. God knows. We need that. We need that. And, and if we come together, say, hey, I, I'm going to endure to the very end because I've got people that are standing beside me, people that are watching me. I don't want them, the guys, to go down the road 20 years from now and say, hey, I used to go to that church, but I don't go there no more. 
We can be faithful together. We can endure together. But can I say this? All that we have here together without Him means nothing. Means nothing. He must be the center of not only my life and your life, but He must be the center of the church. For He is the pillar. He's the cornerstone. We've got to have Him. Without Him, I can't do anything. Without Him, you can't do anything. But boy, with Him, we can conquer the world. What do you mean we can conquer the world? He says, I've already overcome the world. I've already overcome the world. <laughs> He is my 